Last time on Cyberpunk Red, the team secured the ZetaTech black box tractor tech from a self-driving semi and fended off a ZetaTech recruitment team that offered to make them rich if they betrayed their maker enclave employers. Afterwards, uh, they headed to a Nomad Outrunner post uh, with the hijacked Titan 1X uh, self-driving semi. True to your deal with, uh, with the Nomads, you gave the vehicle to Omen's cousins who promptly began documenting and disassembling it. In camp, uh, you dealt with, or failed to deal with, the residual tension from the showdown with the Zeta Tech team. Omen, quietly furious at Atlas for turning things violent, took out her aggressions on a punching bag. Atlas, for his part, looked back on the encounter with regret while taking down the Zeta Tech Aerocop with a rocket launcher was immensely satisfying. Killing several of the opposite team didn't sit well with him. <laughs> After several days in camp with Atlas recovering from his wounds and contemplating the piece of shrapnel that they took from his body after they fight, uh, the team headed to Night City. There they met with Athena, one of their maker enclave uh, contacts, and exchanged the black box for their final payment. They also informed Athena that Zeta Tech had tried to bribe them into turning on the makers. Athena took this in stride and thanked them for the information. The edge runners also learned that there were now bounties on their head at 500 euro bucks a piece, with Atlas being the only one specifically called out and identified as the team leader. <laughs> the mission done and a little bit more experienced for their efforts, the edge runners are now contemplating a few weeks of downtime. Meanwhile, Rocket Blade Fever is sweeping Night City as the soon to be annual street tournament kicks off, culminating with a massive multi day championship at the city's McCartney Stadium. And in a retcon from last episode, I think I mentioned that it was. The tournament was going to take about four weeks. I want to make it eight weeks because uh, the team has at least like three weeks worth of downtime. So we want to have that in the background for a little bit longer. So in terms of in terms of improvement points, we had talked about experience last time and figured out like the math of who did what and you know what your rewards were. Did anyone end up spending improvement points or wants to spend improvement points? Okay, I did. Chris. So I, I took my interface first? from I, I went. <laughs> I took my interface from four to five. That's okay. And then I've got 30 points lying around for next time. That's it. Uh, David, what did you do? I took my media from four to five. So we wanted to kind of accelerate things and see how things played. And so that's the way I went. All right. And that would also be five will do for me. I still have to look up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Who else had the hand raised? Is that Josh? Yep. I I also took my (laughs) my rollability (laughs) up to level five. Um, and, uh, found out that, uh, with the solo, a lot of things cost either two points or three points to upgrade <laughs> them. But, uh, I was able to upgrade a, to a spot weakness, uh, for one point, which, um, basically the first attack that I do each round does one extra damage now. I think Before you can, armor. if I recall, you, you actually don't spend those permanently, you decide how they're spent as oh, an action time. at during combat. Oh, well, the hmm, interesting. Because I use for the first four to do fumble recovery, which basically negates like ones are just ones; they don't count against. Like they don't explode down. Yeah, I think that's right because they're not. You just have a pool, right? Yeah, I think it's a pool of points. And so you can reallocate things if I if I could be recalling incorrectly, but I think you can just reallocate things on the fly. Um, it it like takes an action in order to reallocate. So if you 
like the way I see it is you would allocate them at the beginning of combat. And then if you absolutely needed to, you could reallocate in the middle, but probably wouldn't. Yeah, I don't see why I would. <laughs> Unless things so are guess, going really bad. One of the weird parts about that, I guess, then would be um, one of the other abilities that you have is like an initiative reaction. So I guess I could just start off. It would basically increase my initiative by... Well, technically five and then i could automatically like first round just reallocate that <laughs> right away i think you then drop at that point hmm. i think um try yeah, to so find it in here page 146 but, has a combat awareness and action sidebar which explains exactly how it works so if you have a combat awareness rank of six then it explains like the budget for what you would have. So like in their example, damage deflection one costs two points, spot weakness costs two points and threat detection costs two points. Yeah. 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 So Which that was how I, that was what I was using the, when I upgraded it. Right. So, if, so your, your combat awareness went to six. So now you can do more things. Well, it went up to five. Oh, sorry. It went up to five. So you can still do so still you can do more things. <laughs> so, but you like to, to David's point, like, if you needed to, you could decide to. <laughs> now you can probably hear the dogs play in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you might be in a situation where you really wanted to bump up, you know, damage deflection because you're going to go and tank, right? Yeah. So you modify everything to buy uh, damage deflection for four points to. Yeah, I still like that fumble. <laughs> fumble oh yeah, I know definitely. <laughs> That's like the best ability that I've ever seen. <laughs> definitely. All right. So, did Omen upgrade anything, Erin, or is she uh, staying pat for now? Uh, I was busy upgrading my martial arts because I was working on that a lot. So, um, but I'm really reading the rules about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So um, a week has passed since your uh, you start kind of started your downtime. Um, and in that week, um, your bounties have gone up. So you, you know, check in at the bounty board. And um, there seems to be a little bit more chatter about this mysterious team that took down the Zeta Tech truck. Um, your bounties are now up to a thousand EBs each, and uh, Atlas's is, is at uh, fifteen hundred. <laughs> Seems to have, like there's a you know who is this mysterious solo, right? They don't like me. <laughs> or they like me too much. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so uh, while uh, while Aaron's working on uh, Omen's upgrades, let's let's talk Atlas. So Atlas was uh, was looking to do some some downtime, and um, so Josh, you want to talk about what Atlas is planning to do? Yeah. So I guess like right away, like as soon as as soon as the job ends, I mean he is gonna walk back to his cube um, and. Uh, on the way, he'll pick up some like little pre-packed food and everything like that. Gets back to his cube, like keeps that that like hard face on for the entire walk back because you know streets are dangerous and whatnot. But as soon as he closes the door, he'll basically like unpack the pre-pack, put some inside the little hub cap that he uses for his little cat's bowl. His cat, by the way, his name is Scratches. 
uh, has like a little <laughs> scar over one of his eyes. Um, and he just pulls down the bed from the, the side wall and will just kind of sit at it, like sit down and just like stare out at the wall. That's probably only like four feet away from <laughs> inside the cube, but just sit there and like give like a heavy sigh and for the rest of the night is just like replaying the image of the people's faces that he killed in his mind um until he just like lays down and falls asleep and lets the cat like cuddle up on his chest as he falls asleep no blankets or anything like that because he's a cuban poor <laughs> but but just like like the the regret that comes after the high, I guess, right. is kind of like the uh, way. And then his his main side hustle, the one that he's, I guess, his regular job outside of like the 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 regular jobs, um, is uh, he will he works down at the Holy Angels Church, uh, which is. Um, it's like a uh, the book says it's a three story Roman Catholic church run by Father Kevin, which provides sanctuary and spiritual guidance to anyone who is willing to lay down their weapons and talk peacefully. And basically, I imagine his job there is kind of like the bouncer to make sure that like the people that are there don't actually have weapons. Like he's the guy that kind of pats them down and then stays in the room to make sure that things don't get too heated and can break up fights if he needs to. Just gotcha, to kind gotcha. of, uh, give himself <laughs> some like humanity back <laughs> um, the, the redemption like you know it's the the holy avenger kind of thing <laughs> right right so i will let's see if i can if i can do this so i can share my screen uh, if you wanted to see the church it's on 312 that that was literally the entire blurb about the church, though. That's about all that I could find. So I'm currently, um, hopefully, I'm sharing my screen in uh, yeah. Roll Twenty. So uh, this is uh, the the church is located in Little Europe, um, which is uh, I guess this is the western side of of Night City, um, inside the Beltway that represents Route 16, um, and so. The uh, you'll know so so you, you you spend a fair amount of time there and it see it does seem natural that you'd be hanging out. Ke Father Kevin is a former solo, mm -hmm. um, who basically like hung up his guns and tried to turn you know go the the peaceful route. So I can see how he would be very much. Uh, I don't know you, you like I think he, you know he would come in occasionally. He probably doesn't have any idea who you are, but like you know gives you like the good job there, son, and like pat on the shoulder <laughs> as you go through. Right, um, the. The the Sixth Street Gang is um, frequents this place. They are kind of a almost like a paramilitary organization at this point. Um, they're former military that have gotten tired of the chaos in Night City. They're currently they just got a uh, a contract to enforce security in uh, in North Haywood, um, which is uh, North Haywood. I got to move the map a little bit. So you got your uh, Haywood. We were going to steal the truck was coming from Haywood, Haywood Industrial Zone. So mm -hmm. right, Haywood Industrial uh, over Zone, on the east, southeast. 
Yes, yeah, so you guys could be able to see the map, right? Um, and so the Haywood Industrial Zone is over here um, by one, Route 126, and then uh, Haywood is in um, along Route uh, 828, and so it would be in the northern area of this particular map. Northern Haywood, I think, is I don't know that it's actually called out as yes, because New Westbrook is up above, and then there's the Executive Zone, right? So they are. Um, so basically, the the Sixth Street Gang in this incarnation of them, they're like, they're, they're, they're kind of, I don't know, like the kind of the good guys, like they're tired of the chaos and the corruption of uh, the night city police department. And so they decided that, Hey, we can do a better job. Um, they are, are, they're bucking to be able to do the same thing in little Europe that they did over in Haywood. And they've been hoping that um, the church might uh, give them a little bit of uh, insight into that. And that father Kevin might give his blessing to basically you know, yeah, this is a good idea. We need to tap down on the chaos. But, you know, he's a, he, I, I think uh, Father Kevin's a, a bit skeptical about, you know, armed paramilitary force who might occasionally <laughs> get a little too um, rambunctious in their enforcement. But generally speaking, I think the Sixth Street Gang are looked at as a force of like, if not good, then stabilization. Um, there's a guy who comes in periodically named Roof Diver, who uh, that's his code name. He's part of the Davis squad, one of the more elite groups within the Sixth Street Gang. And, you know, he, he's, he's just a family guy. He got his name because he jumped off of a roof <laughs> trying to save one of his co-workers, <laughs> lost his arm, and then replaced it with cybernetics. His, his Basically, his squad came together to raise the money to get him a new cybernetic arm. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, he's going home to his wife and kids, right? And so I think mm -hmm. there's a – like, he sees Atlas and just kind of, like, strikes up a conversation with him every once in a while because I think he's sensing that maybe you're a little – He's a little like, you know, that uh, Atlas might be a little lonely or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I think so. So that, you know, the, there's a standard uh, there's a, a solo hustle chart that I think we could probably modify for your purposes. Like just we'll take given that like I'm imagining that in your job as like a bouncer, people might occasionally look to you and go, hey, you know, I could use a little help with this after hours. Oh, so. Yeah. The way the solo hustle, so, so it looks like for hustles, because we haven't actually done side hustles before, um, the amount is, is your paid is dependent on your role, your role ability rank, and the outcome of rolling a D6. So it's not even like a skill check, at least for the, the role-based hustles. So if you want to roll a D6, oh. Oh. and then your, your role ability is currently a 5, you said? Yep. So this is the second column on page 382. And oh man, I got to scroll all the way down. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Guess I should. Uh... Oh good, I actually got the high one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so a two um, background work, high end client, right? So we'll say uh, you know the um, the Sixth Street Gang could use a little backup. Um, doing some security, you know, a security gig in North Haywood. And yeah. so um, I think Roof Diver is like, hey, you know, you seem like a good guy. I could use some assistance on this particular job. Um, don't worry. You know, he's like, you know, he's kind of respecting your nonviolent ways, perhaps not knowing, you know, he doesn't know you as Atlas, right? Like, I'm assuming like Atlas is your code name that you're doing when you're doing net running. Yep. Um, are you going by shake and bake while you're working at the <laughs> shake and baker <laughs> shake and baker um 
So yeah, so he hires you on for that gig, and um, you earn three hundred EB this week. Woohoo! I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. Man, if I could do that for the entire month and make more money doing that than our <laughs> last job. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did we pay for, like, did we use our thousand already to pay for, like, our food and rent for the month and stuff like that? Because I already kind of deducted that out. Yeah, I so I guess that's a good question from a logistics standpoint. Because I, I think it's how we, we stay hungry. Yeah, prepaid for the month, right? So you got your job, you had your credits, and then you you, you spent it, right? So I think that's one mm -hmm. of the things we learned in terms of downtime for Cyberpunk Red is downtime and expenses matter because... Perhaps if you had known that when uh, Z Attack had offered you the 10,000 EVs each, you would have been like, oh, well, yeah, what's a little bit of betrayal amongst friends? <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been a little bit, a like, little more of a, like, hmm, I could not eat kibble. Yeah. <laughs> it provides a little bit more context to your, to your decision. So, all right. Yeah. So, um, so Atlas, as you're uh, as you're so you know as you're working it to the till the end of your shift, and so uh, so David um, talking about Angry Bob, so yep. what so it sounded like Angry Bob when we were talking offline was going to be basically just palling around with the different members of the group trying to get like B roll or what is what is he doing <laughs> initially it, like he's he's getting the the hum, the human side of the story uh, of of edge runners and you know kind of. <laughs> Colin kind of following people and and in my mind you know part of the reason why he's in this group is he's talked with with everybody here um to that knows that he's going to do this and that you know he'll you know if if it if it hits big you know they'll get a cut of whatever rolls in um but that you know it's it's kind of a the reality of edge running um, you know, it's like, it's not all, uh, explosions and glory, you know, there's still, you still have to go home and feed your cat. Mm -hmm. So I, I, so yeah, so you, uh, so, so are you following, are you like tagging along with Atlas to start? Um, I think Bob would probably, Bob would follow Atlas, uh, you know, to like where he's staying, but you know, if he's in the cube, they're probably not like windows that he could, you know, shoot video through. Right. Um, so he'll he'll uh, he'll try and follow him and, and you know, take some shots at the church uh, and, you know, kind of kind of see I, see him doing uh, his day to day sort of stuff, not just do blowing up. Aircraft. Do I know that you're following me? Because if I know you're following me, I'd probably invite you into the cube. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I think. Uh, but if you're trying to be covert about it, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the cube is like the. the you know, shelter. I. So I there. Yeah, there's a couple ways I could do it. I I think right now Bob wants like the authentic, like as you're not knowing you're on camera sort of thing, um, and so he's just gonna kind of uh, follow at a discreet distance um Fair enough. with this giant camera rig on his shoulder <laughs> yeah so i got i got, a, I, got a, I got a question for angry bob right so it is known to this yeah. group that there are bounties on your head and the bounty has gone up so how do you how are you reconciling this against your ongoing 
coverage because obviously it's part of the story but you're also having like following the guy who's got the highest bounty on his head and the only person whose notoriety has like actually broken out on the street yeah it's like this is all him shooting footage that he's going to splice together later. And it's okay. not, uh, it's not going out live. It's not like, okay. yeah, here, here's, uh, <laughs> here's shake and bake at this church right now. <laughs> I'm getting- yeah. And, and I heard he had a $1,500, you know, 1500 Eddie bounty on it, on his head, you know, it's, uh, and yet he's doing, he's doing community work, you know, <laughs> Um, sure would be shame if someone came in here and shot up the place. No, he's, he's not doing that. I think it's important, right? So I think Although it probably does occur to him that if he did go live, this would be an amazing story that he could, that he could like live broadcast to the city. All I'm saying is as the bounty continues to go up. Yeah. And, and that temptation is going to be there. <laughs> like is I'm, I'm envisioning a potential payday for angry bob as like the bounty goes up people want to know where atlas is right now and it's like well <laughs> but you know yeah I, and and like bob is loyal to the people he's with you know and he he cares about people in general even though he's kind of an ass um <laughs> and so i think if if he was that tempted, he'd go to the group and go, Hey, there's a lot of people who are out after the bounty. Um, you know, we could leak it that we're going to be that, that shake and bake's going to be here at some point and then set a trap for him, <laughs> sort of thing. We're yeah, going to set yeah. a trap for a bunch of solos. That's right. good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why so- we talk about it. You know, that's why we that's why we buy the turret for APT, the auto turret for APT that she can control. I'll just take a magnet. Just give me some magnets. So so Angry Bob, so you're you're so as you're shooting all this B-roll and you have your own downtime stuff that's that's happening, obviously. And so, um, you know, you did actually you, 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 you did leak some. You for in, in our last adventure, you know, coming back, you're, you're part of the reason why the story broke in the first place, presumably with blurred screens and what have you. And then other people started digging into it. And so right. your editor at um, one of the uh, lower circulation, but still better circulation than your uh, media networks um, is is the Night Pulse. So, OK, the, the scream sheet we were referring to last week, which didn't have a name, but now does. Um, and so Angela Dorsett reaches out to you. She's your editor. And she's like. What do you got for me, Bob? Yeah, you know, um, this is like I'm working you know, on be a... like doo, doo, doo. I can't do the sound from from uh, Cyberpunk 2077, but like you know, doo, doo. yeah, for the ed- <laughs> I'm for the it's agent like texting going off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like I've got an angle on uh, on one of the uh, contestants of the Rocket Blade uh, thing. She's a uh, up and comer, uh, so. I was gonna gonna shoot that angle and uh, kind of dig into the maker side of things um, on on the rocket blade scene. You know, see where it came from before the corpse got their claws into it. Yeah, but what else do you have on this crew? I'm working on that. I'm working on that. 
There's a lot of people working on that. A lot of interest in that particular, you know, you, you were promising me the inside dish on an edge runner crew, life on the street and all that. Now you're doing like this rocket blade thing. Like, I, like if it's good, I might buy it, but you promised me a story here. I know, I know, I, but I actually, I promised you a documentary, not a story. <laughs> like I'm, I'm giving you a big, a big insight into edge running in, in general. Um, I will say that the one of the Rocket Blade people is from this crew. Okay, so, so there's a connection here. Okay, okay. There's a connection. There's a there's de- a definite through line here. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, spinning things up and uh, try and make sure that our stories don't get them killed, though. Yeah, that, that's a you problem. <laughs> it's a you problem if they if they suddenly die and I don't have a story to sell you. Yeah, yeah. I, look, so along, I get, I, I appreciate your, your. I guess they're called ethics, um, mm-hmm. but remind you, we got, we got to build interest in this story. So, so you know, you got, you got to keep feeding me some stuff along here. So, um, why don't we do? I, so I understand. I understand. If it bleeds, it leads. But if it's dead, you don't get any money because you're not selling anything. Depends on the payoff. There's always the sequel. <laughs> look, Bob, you got to think bigger picture here. Use this crew to get to the next thing. Right, right. There's always other crews. Think of it as the season two, right? You, you're in season one. You're in season one mentality. You got to be thinking season two mentality. You got to build towards season two. So, um, you want to do a media hustle roll and see? Uh, sure. Um, we can we can uh, twist it to you know the story. Is that the believability roll or how, so? What I'm trying to remember. No, this is actual is. media media hustle is uh, 383. Um, and so you roll a d6. It's the same deal that what Atlas just did. You just you oh, roll right, a d6, right. d6. So this is basically like, yeah, you're working this. And obviously there's the role playing about your contact with Angela and what have you. But this is how you're actually paying the bills this week or trying to. Got it. Yeah. Um, it does not look like roll 20 has that. So out comes the physical dice. Is it just 1d6? Just a D6. No modifiers. I got nope. a solid three. All right. A three. You did some boring ad writing to pay the bills. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate ad writing. Um, that's, uh, so your rank is five, right? My rank is now five, yes. Yeah, okay. So that's 300 EBs. Okay. Um, I may... Head to a cyberware clinic uh, with that monies to uh, up my media game. Um, to find it, I gave Aaron my book. That's uh, right. We'll come back to you for you can t- take a look at it. So cool, you cool. Earn, uh, so I have a whopping four hundred and fifty eddies right now. You know, so it's funny, right? They call it EB in Cyberpunk Red, but in the game right. they call it Eddies. So why it's is Euro it dollars, but it Wait, was also Euro- called Euro Bucks. Okay, so it's EBs <laughs> for Euro Bucks or Eddies for Euro dollars. All right, I like I like Eddies because Ebbies just sounds weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense because I I was like, are you guys saying Eddie's or Ebby's? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it it it, uh, it threw me initially at first as well when I and until I like was like, okay, why why are they Eb's here in the book, but in 
Cyberpunk 20 uh, in in uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix, they're all Eddies. Uh, hmm. In 2077, they're called Eddies. You know, and it's like, and I think that something changed. Right, the slang the is in flux, so we're slang just going to keep using them interchangeably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the inflection point where it goes from euro bucks to euro dollars and and EBs to eddies. Yes, the currency wars, the untold story yep. of Cyberpunk Red. All right, just like so, uh, just like they was used to be a plural, now there's a they singular. Right. So, um, all right. So uh, meanwhile, so so Aaron. Uh, Obviously, Omen. Omen wants to get in on some Rocket Blade, right? So, yeah. So what? So I, I was thinking. So we were talking about this before the show, and um, I was trying to, as I, I was mentioning to the the group, I thought you know David and I had talked about this on one episode of the podcast. We're like, oh, you know, inspired by Battle Angel Alita and the whole, um, I think I call it Motor Ball, Motor Ball in there. Um, it's like this just cutthroat. <laughs> roller derby style smash up right oh that'd be great we could do a one shot for it and like i'll just start teasing it as in the scream sheets about this big thing that's happening in cyberpunk red and it never occurred to me that anyone in the group would actually want to do this aaron does which is awesome <laughs> so it's got me thinking about what we're actually gonna do but i guess my question for you aaron is so where does where does omen come to like what is roman romans omen's omen. take on rollerblading like what what drew her to it like did she do this as like a kid whenever she'd get onto dry land? Like what's your take on roller on uh, rocket blades? Uh, I would think it would be, I mean, she's been on dry land for a little while now, uh, even though her roots were, you know, in the sub as they were wet. Um, I think it would be something that they would do in the nomad camps um, as like a training and as fun and have their own races because it's all about movement still. Mm-hmm. So, it reminds uh, me of rock- uh... if the cars are, you know, in some state of repair, this is some way to hone your skill. Gotcha. Cool. So um, the uh, so I'm, I'm envisioning for, for so for rollerblades, what I imagine. Um, so not for rollerblades, for rocket blades. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a bit of a metaphor. And then sometimes people take it literally. Right. So just like in um, in Battle Angel Alita. Right. Like you've got who knows what's actually powering the blades. All we know is that you move fast. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I imagine like everybody's got their own homegrown blades and you're able to go at significant speed for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe some of them are, you know, uh, a little bit of a radioactive isotope in there that's providing you with a little bit of extra boost. Somebody's got like an electric generator, that, like, whatever. We don't really need to worry about how uh, rocket blades work. Um, some people may actually have like boosters tied onto their blades. We'll figure out, you know, just imagine it is some sort of cyberpunky hand wavy uh, racing through the city um, a la uh, Fast and the Furious, right? Like, and with appropriate physics, <laughs> Fast and the Furious <laughs> Ten physics, not Fast and the Furious original like real cars physics. The way that I was uh, thinking about doing the Rocket Blade tournament was um, basically writing up 
the the Rocket Blade tournament as a as a downtime, um, taking inspiration from the new Salvage downtime that uh, Artasorian had posted to their website. And so I think um, I was going to draft David to help me with some rules uh, as we kind of figure out how this looks going forward. But I basically stole liberally from the uh, the role based downtimes, and so I think we'll do something similar where we basically do some sort of a skill check to determine sort of how well you do in the race like okay. where do you place first the second or third and then have a d6 to kind of describe the action of what happened during the race and how much money basically you pick up during the race either as part of the pot or you start gathering a fan base or what have you so um this may evolve over time as we play with it a little bit more but um so i was looking at the dvs out of salvage and so i guess as we're kind of building this as we go aaron what would what skill do you think you would use for the purposes of rocket bleeding? <laughs> Athletics. Cool. Cause I think, you know, I, I can see a couple ways of like rocket blades playing out, right. Going to your particular style of rocket blading. So maybe martial arts could come into it. If like, if you're intending on taking out the competition, like not necessarily killing them, but like, you know, Playing dirty, I can see martial arts coming into it, as opposed to if you're going to yeah. be the lean, mean machine, just, just like skates ahead of everybody else than athletics or like. So that's kind of where my headspace is. What's your headspace? Uh, I saw athletics. I mean, there's also drive land vehicle because it is kind of a land vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, I mean, uh, I think part of it goes to your your strengths and what your best role is, but I think it also goes to your to your style, right? So drive land vehicle, I feel like your your style of race would then be more um, head to the like full throttle. You're yeah, basically yeah. racing as you would have driven, versus athletics is very much a like almost like parkour, right? Like yeah. you're grinding on you know the rails as you go through and that kind of thing. Yeah, r races are also chase scenes, so it's kind of a combination of, you know, what you're doing versus what everybody else is doing. If you right. fail your first off roll and you're and you're in the pack, then you're probably working with a bunch of other skills. Right. So I'm imagining. So for the per this is where. So I th I'm envisioning two different ways of of playing Rocket Blade. So for the downtime, I'm thinking it's just one skill check for that particular week. We see how you do for that particular week's entry in the Rocket Blade tournament. And then we build toward actually playing Rocket Blade when we figure out how we do that. <laughs> in which case, like all of the skills come into play. Okay. Does that, does that sound good? All right. Well, let me see if I can get off on the mark and just dust them all. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So, yeah. So I have to figure out what our DVs are going to be for this. Wow. <laughs> I, had set the I don't even DB know what I rolled. Uh, you rolled a 23. <laughs> <laughs> I had set the top DV as a 17, kind of going off of the for the, the first place. Um, for the first place, I started off at DV, I think 17 for first place, 15 for second place, and 13 for third. Uh, you just so obviously that puts you at the top of the pack. Roll a D6 as well. We may have, this is where we may have to revisit the difficulty values to make sure that we understand, like, you know, two. what's interesting. All right, so two. Bob's Bob is definitely recording all of Omen's races. So, <laughs> so I have, um, so I, I, on my chart, I have, uh, six 
ways of like basically how you blade, right? And so um, to run down the chart real quick, I think because it'd be helpful for folks, but um, I had number one is a wipeout. Um, number two is an underdog. Number three, crowd favorite. Number four, finished with style. Five, rival for life or at least the tournament. And then six, battered but alive, right? With the idea that each one of these would inspire us in some way to kind of riff on what happened. So with a two, that's underdog. So um, although you got a 23, <laughs> I'm thinking, so how, how do you put those two things together? How do you think the race went given your role? <laughs> and that I was context. the underdog and then I just took over wildly and beat everything as like the dark horse um, and no one saw it coming. She's an, she was an yeah. unknown. Yeah. No one Bladed saw her coming. way to glory. <laughs> unknown nomad just trying to represent her family. Out of nowhere. All right. So um, let's see. I think I should probably come up with like a purse that like is related to your, your finish. Plus like, a purse related to the thing that you actually did. Sorry. What were you going to say, Josh? It's like those uh, in the Olympics, you see like the one person from like the like little known country that's just there, like the only person in their parade <laughs> <laughs> on the flag. And, and you don't expect to bobsled team. <laughs> She's the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah. So um, the nomad comes from nowhere to win it all. Um, the scream sheet practically writes itself. Uh, so we're going to say you made, let's see, your, uh, what is your rollability rank? I don't actually know how to tell you the answer to that. Did you up it? I don't think I did. Then it's four. Okay. Okay. I'm a four. So uh, since you came in first place, you get 300 EVs. Um, because you were uh, the underdog, um, you got an additional 50 EBs. Um, and then, so you get a total of 350 EBs for this particular race. Um, but it's also some sort of notoriety, perhaps building towards like, oh, you know, like you're kind of, you know, this is where, again, I might have to reconcile some of the, the earnings that you make for underdog. But like the, people were cheering you on, right? There was a small but determined group were like, yeah, Nomad, you can do it. And then all of a sudden you do it. And like, you know, the crowd goes wild. So you, you earn the small purse for, you know, basically being that underdog dog role. And, you know, there's a couple of people who like drop you a few eddies for um, – in your tip jar, essentially. <laughs> Meanwhile, you walk away with a 300 eddy purse and you're like, all right. And, and you turn a couple of heads as you do it, right? So I like this rocket blading thing. <laughs> um, so, Chris, what is APT doing? Um, APD, APT is doing uh, little gigs. I want to paste a I, I want to paste a picture of more or less where she lives in the chat. And there's an article here that goes with it. You don't have to read the article, but you may want to later. It's kind of cool. Uh, but inside the streaming Saturday chat, um, for those of us following at home, uh, there, it's a picture of uh, container homes oh, wow. being set up right now in Maui. But my but what I imagine is that on the edge of the combat zone between the Glen and the old combat zone, they probably set these things up 20-some years ago after the nuclear blast and these are older and decrepit now, but this is the kind of place that APT lives. 
in these in these old in these old boxes. And so she is down there uh, diligently toiling away, trying to make eddies to get out of there uh, and doing little side gigs here and there, little little digital smash and grabs and such. However, one thing she does do is write a little script to keep a look at the bounty and then just <laughs> flash it out to everybody's everybody's phones every time it changes. Or not phones, but their their user agents. So that everybody gets an alert when when the bounty changes. Um and if and then uh that's so that's a couple of weeks, you know, doing a couple of jobs, and then she will go to she will go to be Omen's quote pit crew, unquote, if Omen will have her. Yes. Bob will, of course, get footage of APT as well being pit crew. So, So, you know, so now as uh, it occurs to me as we kind of build out like this uh, rocket blade downtime is that you could actually have um, like the downtime for the racers, but then the downtimes for these other jobs that you do. Mm-hmm. Right for other like so we'd have a pit crew downtime as well, which I have not yet created, but <laughs> sure, it <laughs> <that> seems reasonable. <laughs> and we could just you know roll on your existing you know it, at the end of the day it's just a random chart anyway, but right. you know, it just adds a little bit of flavor, so we can we can always come back to that later. But um, I mean, I, I want to be clear that APT is not a tech. Oh right, she's a net runner. <laughs> so how useful she is is relatively minimal. But the best thing she can do is make sure Omen isn't getting hacked. And that's, yes. you know, <laughs> yep. that, that has or, its own value. Or on the, the not so ethical side, perhaps uh, APT could do the equivalent of like dropping a lug nut in front of the other team's uh, pit as if they didn't put all of them onto the tires before they zoomed hey, out. Look, mm-hmm. screws fall out all the time. It's an imperfect world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I wanted to I want to do is like build out. um different sorts of races around night city. So I'm, so what I'm envisioning is like each of the neighborhoods has its own street races that are basically happening totally fast and the furious style. Um, all of it's ramping up towards the big stadium tournament, ramping, ramping, right? Yeah. There's actually ramps that will lead into it. Everybody airdrops. (laughs) You have to like, you know, most flair allows you to advance into the, uh, into the competition, but any case, so I'm imagining there's different style races around the city as well. Um, and so, yeah, there's going to be some places where there's just like all kinds of like street glass and just like totally, um, very gritty and industrial. And then there's going to be the, uh, you know, the, the higher end neighborhoods where you basically have like what my neighborhood's going to have in, I think, two two or three weeks. We have Porch Fest where everybody like gives up their porches for uh, live music to be played. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. If, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm imagining like the Porch Fest equivalent in the Night City sort of like suburban neighborhoods where everybody just gets together and like they're serving lemonade from their porch while the <laughs> racers are going around. <laughs> I can totally see that. In Akron, they call it the Porch Rocker Fest. There you go. Yeah. Right. So yeah. um, and then occasionally they're like looking a little side eye. You know, some of these racers are looking a little dubious. We're letting people in from outside the neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> Some potential social tension uh, building there. But anyway, so uh, you want to do a, a, a role for, uh, let's see, Netrunner Hustle. Yeah, let me. Um, oh, 
I don't have it open. Just sorry, one second. I opened the wrong file earlier. Okay, let me pull that down. I have it open in front of me, so if you just want to roll a d6. All right, I'll roll. What am I what am I rolling? Just a d6. Just a d6. I can I can find a d6 to roll. That's fine. <laughs> oh man. What happened to There it is. Sorry, you have a me. very good chance of getting 300. <laughs> I rolled a 4. All right, found a valuable data cache in an abandoned system and sold it. So, yeah. so you earned uh, 300 EBs. Yay, I'll take it. <laughs> Just so happened to be one of the data caches that <laughs> one of the other skater teams were using. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you hack where you are is all I'm saying. <laughs> So another another week goes by. Um, your your script bings and everybody's uh, your script runs and uh, everybody gets a notice that their bounties have continued to increase. Oh, no. um, you're each up to about fifteen hundred EBs, except for Atlas, who is now up to two hundred and fifty. Wow, um, sorry, two thousand two thousand and fifty. Oh, okay. Um, Bob would like to listen for rumors about like who is actually like put the bounties out and where they're getting the funding for the bounties. Sure. Um, so that's a that's your um, media ability, correct? Yes. And. Sometimes having a PDF is not as good as a book. <laughs> yeah, it has its moments. Usually with so the PDFs. So I can do a, an active rumor, um, appropriate stat versus relevant skill plus a D10. So um, I would guess... Um, I would hope conversation and not streetwise. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so where, so yeah, so I guess, um, so conversation implies, know, oops, all right, so what's the difference between those two skills? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Because there's also human perception. Conversation relies on empathy. Streetwise re relies on cool. <laughs> That's about the best I can tell you. <laughs> Although it's weird. Interrogation also is a cool role, so I don't know. Looking at the skills. Okay, so human, skills. human perception <laughs> is the skill of reading a person's facial expressions and body language. Uh, persuasion is the skill of convincing, persuading, or influencing individuals. Uh, streetwise is the skill of making and using contacts to get illegal goods and contraband. So it sounds like that fits. I, I think it's exactly. conversation. Smooth, so uh, conversation, conversation extracting information from people without alerting, alerting them with careful conversation. Yes. 
Because okay. I think that's what you're trying to do because you're the subject of one of the bounties. <laughs> right. That is true. That is true. Um, I heard also, about by the way, is... <laughs> um, I know I just went up to rank five, which does change things in terms of like my notoriety or my audience or things like that. I imagine that's happening. It, d- it hasn't instantly happened, but it's it's happening. Um, I went from like a neighborhood sort of person to uh, I have access to major city players, city politicians or a local celebrity. Um, my audience is stuff that will now go citywide. Uh, I'm a regular columnist or contributor to local screen sheets or TV. Um, and the impact is change created by a store a story or scoop changes things all over the city. Higher level bad guys may be jailed or thrown out of power and local laws may even be passed. So like he's, he's getting, it's, it's a, it's kind of a big jump to go from four to five. Yeah, Um, clearly. Although 300 improvement points is a lot to spend uh, (laughs) in order to get from four to five. Um, Right. And, and as a reminder from last time, we, we basically accelerated XP awards by multiplying things by three so that we could make these kinds yeah. of jumps. So we'll, we'll have to retroactively. So, you know, obviously, like your, your stories are getting picked up at a better pace than we thought. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, I did conversation, which is um, I don't know why. Why did it roll a D10? Is that what it's supposed to do? Forget. I think so. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out where the plus five came from. I, uh, I think the die exploded. Oh, I, the die exploded. Um, well, it didn't add my. Oh wait, no, it did because it's based on empathy. Um, so twenty six. Jesus. <laughs> I have a conversation of 11. I rolled uh, a 10 on the D10 and then a, another five once it exploded. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 26 for active rumors. Passive rumors is based on my credibility plus a D10. So, All right. So there is a, an organization. It's actually a startup called Brain Bank. And Brain Bank is basically offering um, intelligence laundering services to corporations in the city. And one of the things that they offer is placing anonymous bounties out on, on edge runners and other people for whom corporations would not necessarily want it to be traced back to them. However, you know things <laughs> yep. and putting together, uh, you know, digging into the story, Brain Bank has a number of notable corporate backers, including Zeta Tech and Stormhold Industries. Trying to, Stormhold was who again? Sorry. Stormhold's the people you stole the truck from. Oh, right, right. Okay. Zeta Tech God, that was name the- sounds familiar. <laughs> Zeta Tech was the, the black box. Stormhold was the truck. Okay. Um, so- and there was the um, through Zeta Tech. It is clear that um, there is a there is a Izzy 
the um, the lead the, none of this is coming as a particular surprise as you put all of the, the pieces together but mm-hmm. um, Isabel the uh, the lead agent who survived the fight with Zetatech Aerocop um, that unfolded what three weeks ago at this point or two weeks ago at this point um, yeah she she is the person who has given the additional details for the bounty and basically has like is using her corporate card to bankroll uh, taking down Atlas, finding Atlas. Mm-hmm. And so the, the bounty is very much on the find these people and bring them to the appropriate drop point. But if they happen to die, that's okay. But Atlas, preferably alive. So I caught something in what you were saying um, was she's kind of using the corporate card to put these bounties out, which in Angry Bob's mind is saying she may not have approval to do this. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to get the crew well, I together. I, I think, I think she, so I, I think it's, uh, she's using her corporate card. Yep. She is an, an uh, corporate agent for Zeta tech, whether or not she has blessings from on high that they know that she's doing a bounty to go and find. I don't uh, know that is, you wouldn't know but, that, but like, but it seems, <laughs> it seems like it could be the case or maybe APT could make it the case where the <laughs> approval email gets lost. Yeah. And so the, so basically the, it's the, 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 there's a, basically an accelerator on the bounty because she placed the initial bounty. She's been upping it on the corporate card and then Stormhold came along and said, Oh, like they may not have the necessary, like they haven't put two and two together necessarily because the two teams are working, but they saw, Oh, these, there's a bounty out there on these people who took out our truck. Yeah. Like we're going to throw in some extra EBs into the overall bounty to have it accelerate. Okay. Um, I w- I'd like to to reach out to the crew, um, you know, have them get together at the the local uh, shawarma place or or pl- <laughs> something like that. The place where she, where uh, where we live is Jesse James Corned Beef, which okay. is primo. It's actually on the if you go to nightcity.io on the maps. It's down in the corner of the old combat district, and it's got a description. But it's a <laughs> let's meet there. Jesse James corned beef. Yeah, seriously, Jesse James kosher deli. Actually, <laughs> located in the old combat zone, Jesse jo- Jesse James kosher deli is a deadly hangout spot among uh, popular amongst nomads and boosters, known to serve good corned beef on rye to those willing to brave the might the nightly body count. <laughs> so There's is this APT's of suggestion of like, hey, we need to go to this uh this she deli? lives around the corner from it. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um yeah, so I'll uh, yeah, I guess we'll meet there. Um since uh since uh APT suggests it. Um but uh yeah, I, Bob's gonna <laughs> come in and say i i know apt's been given some uh, updates on the bounties uh i got some news that i kind of wanted to say in person um heard some rumors uh that uh that that uh security agent is using the corporate card to start off the bounties um and has been upping it 
Um, don't know. Seems seems like there may. It's possible that she may not have authorization to do that. But Zeta Tech has figured out that uh, they're looking for us as well. And so uh, they're upping the bounty as well. So perhaps APT, you could reach out and figure out if we could cut the funding in some ways, redirect <laughs> the bounty, um, you know, find out if uh, find out if that security agent is actually got permission to use that card for distributing bounties, um, or maybe make that permission disappear. I can go and poke around. Um, so I think the, sorry, the extra ahead. thing though, is my editor is asking for more, uh, more info, more information, more story on you guys, because you guys are hot. Um, <laughs> you know, you sell. Uh, so, I'm we I'm going to I'm holding off sell. on any of that stuff. <laughs> um, you're so, part of this or uh, you're, you're totally Peter Parkering this thing, you know, right? You're taking pictures of yourself. <laughs> doing things. <laughs> you are the story, buddy. You can't extract yourself from it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, so. It's going to be one of those things where if we continue with this stuff, um, I'm either going to need to kill this as a story because uh, it's going to put bring down too much heat or we're going to do one really big splash of a story and that will be our payout to leave Night City. So I think – Here's how I'm envisioning how Brain Bank works. Brain Bank is a startup because there's all these like in the in the after uh, math of the fourth corporate war, there's a number of different like small corporations rising up in Night City because like the larger transportation and, and um, Internet networks and what have you haven't been restored or anything like that. Right. So I'm envisioning Brain Bank as basically, hey, we'll do the intelligence laundering for you. Right. And so Zeta Tech as a corporation you know, kind of goes, oh, well, here's this service that we totally need. And so they make it available to their internal people and say, yes, you know, if you know, there's the, the standard memo. If you need to put a price on someone's head, please engage with our new corporate partners. <laughs> <laughs> Brain bank. Right. And so um, I envision that Izzy is now taking advantage of that. Perhaps now is she abusing it? Is she taking it above and beyond? Is it going a little shady? You know, I think those are all really good questions to ask. But I'm envisioning like Zeta Tech as a as a corporation seems to like to work with different prototype startup companies because they're obviously working with Stormhold as well. Um, but perhaps they haven't necessarily thought through the consequences of like letting people use their corporate cards to take out hits on others or maybe they have who knows <laughs> we're gonna find out <laughs> and so as i'm thinking through it i'm thinking Stormhold's like well there's this agent and so we're just gonna piggyback on like we're gonna like oh yeah we see this thing so obviously we're gonna continue to kick funds into it the bounty comes out as one big bounty but you know presumably on the back end izzy is working her channels to say i know who did this the bastard will pay <laughs> But I'm imagining that it will it, it could is it going to turn into like a heat thing, you know, the movie heat, like where everybody just starts <laughs> like going down the, the like the increasing vindictive route, um, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs>
but we're still in downtime. So I think we're possibly setting up our next run, like in terms of being able to go <laughs> and actually crack, you know, um, brain bank or whatever. That sounds like more of a scenario type thing than than just straight up downtime. So um, I think we'll just continue to do it. Like, I think that's going to be potentially setting up our next adventure <laughs> as you're dealing with the bounties on your heads. And I think at any time you guys could decide to drop out of downtime because you've had enough downtime fun and now actually need to deal with problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, sense. I guess that was going to be kind of next week's thing. Right. Thank you. I imagine we're probably going to start getting hungry for our next uh, our next job. So I don't know who sets us up with our fixer or whatever. APT's got the had the fixer last time. So bless you. <laughs> okay, so um, so Angry Bob, why don't you do another? Uh, so since we're currently focusing on Angry Bob right now, while you were out and um, you know gathering your rumors no doubt you had a little bit of a side hustle that was going on so why don't you uh roll your side hustle uh another d6 right why did i put that away <laughs> you can i know you can roll 20. dice and roll 20 right <laughs> i can uh, where where in the on the uh, sidebar it's is all the there a side the hustle button? button no, no i don't right, think so i just roll a you know slash d6 oh jeez, no, come on uh, if you look another the, three uh, all right so again you continue to roll you you, <laughs> you know you're I marveled on my marvel die yeah. <laughs> so you can see that the ad copy is continuing to pay the bills so it's another 300 yeah okay man no facetime on the camera though it's got to be itching <laughs> You got to, you know, there's a lot of grunt work you do as a reporter. It's true. Trust me. As I Ken know. knows. <laughs> as, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, all too well. Um, this is the equivalent of doing the police log. We have to call around to all of the state police barracks and say, hey, did anything happen today? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Maybe that's a story. No, actually it's not. Um, all happens. right. So Okay. I did not yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. I used to do when I was a reporter, we'd have police calls and fire calls. So you would call around to every fire station and see if anything interesting had happened. And then you would get like the police log and then you'd follow up with like the state police barracks and say, hey, there's this thing that showed up. Like, is there, you know, can you tell me something more about this particular thing happened? Because it's all public record. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Ken's life as a reporter way back in the day. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, look at the crime log. Like that's a classic source of stories, right? So you'd go to like oh, the God, local, yeah. yeah, you go into like the police station, ask to see the crime log, and like it's the publicly reportable crime log. And then you know, oh hey, look, this store got broken into. So then you know, follow up. I mean, that's that's uh, that's where Florida man comes from, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we've got that in the, the paper. They publish the police blotter. It is always entertaining. Yes, always. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so many so many news stories that I can occasionally work in, I think, to the media. But in any case, um, <laughs> the uh, so um, Atlas, so I'm going to come back to Atlas. So um, APT, let's roll your downtime. Yes, sir. So are you focusing on doing the um, Netrunner hustle or are you going to do start like trying to do a um, pit crew hustle with Atlas? Or, sorry, with Omen. Uh, I'll do a pit crew i okay. mean to help prep <clears throat> Omen, I'll, I'll help with that i've got okay. enough money i've got i've got enough for the moment 
Because right. I think so, I mean I'm envisioning we'll, we're just going to come up with how you end up making money as a, yeah. as a as a member of her pit crew. So just roll a d6, and we're still going to use the netrunner chart. But okay, five. All right. So normally that would be brought down a major system with ransomware and got paid to uninstall it, um, and you earn 300 EBs. How are you earning money as a pit crew person for uh, with Omen? Um, I think that I am working my contacts and sourcing material. I've got a contact who's a techie. Okay. And I think um, I'm working that and then fine tuning the software that helps uh, helps run this stuff. And of course, passing along the tech is at a slight premium. Right. <laughs> well, it's just, uh, you know, just for my time. For my time. Right, right. Um, well, I can, I can imagine. So like, you know, you're doing the pit crew thing. Um, there's as you're doing these enhancements, you see, ah, oh, you know what? I got five of these. I give one to um, mm-hmm. to Omen just as the upgrades, and I sell the other three. Yeah, right? that's that's more or less. That's more or less how she's how she's you know making some bucks. Whether it's to you know back to the techie or to another techie or at a night market or something like that. Right. Cool. All right, Atlas. Let's. I'm sorry, Omen. Um, let's see how uh, how go, things go with you. Oh, okay. A drive? Yes. Woo, 17. All right, so again, another first place finish, <laughs> but not quite as spectacular as the previous one. So roll a, roll a D6 to determine how your uh, your flair. I got your competition has uh, stepped up their game. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> no longer a dark horse. Rival for life, or at least the tournament. <laughs> so do you want to come up with your rival or do you want me to come up with your rival <laughs> um hmm go ahead and you can come up with it because it could take me longer okay <laughs> you know I'm just going to do it in chat GPT right <laughs> <laughs> you're consulting your oracle I'm consul- yeah, consulting yeah, my oracle, oracle. Consulting my Oracle. Um, all right, so I'm just going to make a note. Uh, so, um, so your style has been basically straight at them. Like you're not being a like you're. So how? So what is your? What? How is your driving style applied to the race? I guess is is what I'm wondering. Like how did you? I'm, I'm trying to think of like how you're pissing people off in the race. Is like you were drafting on somebody and then like shooting to the lead. Like you did the underdog thing before. How is that playing out in the next race? Because you won again, but is it because you're like constantly coming from the back and that's that's now your thing, or you're just like completely overdrive and like you sent a couple people into the curb. Like, what's your driving style and how did it apply? To I kind of like that drafting idea. Um, I, I start off uh, after, you know, letting a fir- first, like two or three get off, you know, get in front of me. And then I draft off of them, which uh, means that I'm not working so hard through the race. And then when they're getting tired, that's when I still got reserves. And I just shoot in front of them. Okay. So I can imagine that like, so what I'm imagining is it's the number two person and 
you did this to them the first time in the in the, the previous week's race, and you just did it to them again in this race. <laughs> Drafting is back bad form, right? They're constantly looking over their shoulder at you, like, what? the hell right like because i mean there's drafting and the, like I, i'm imagining like just from what i've seen from like speed skating speed skating speed skating in the olympics right like ice skating right like yeah drafting is part of it but there's drafting and then there's drafting and i think <laughs> you're perhaps taking that nomad edge and you're you're just right on their ass <laughs> and all they want to do like I, I can imagine they're like flailing about and like trying to get you to just like race on your own damn it um so i think um gotta use every edge you get right yep so I'm going to come up with a name for this person uh, later, but we're just going to call him number two for now. <laughs> the perpetual number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to see because I'm, you know what my head keeps going to is uh, Lightning McQueen <laughs> and, and the cars races. Cause I think I've probably watched cars way more than I've watched like NASCAR. <laughs> and, and I thought Jonathan Franks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You just so, you just take Lightning McQueen and you you tweak it a little bit and it's Thunder Queen. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're, I think you're gonna have to come up with your race name or Aaron. Queen Thunder. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think that earns you a total of. Let's see. What did I? So you rolled Rival for Life. Your rank is a four. So you're gonna earn a total of four hundred EBs. From racing. All right, so Atlas, um, you uh, so so first, so you're continuing to just kind of like work at the church, do these occasional odd jobs, as like, um, yeah, I'm trying to think outside of uh, Angry Bob even telling him that they have a bounty. He probably didn't even know he had a bounty on him. <laughs> it was literally just. Home cube cat work church. Home yeah, I mean, cube I think it's one of those things like the. Like, it's kind of like you get so much spam, right? And your user mm-hmm. agent like it pops up and just kind of like instantly click it off. Like who cares? Just Whatever. It's just, just more spam from ABT. She's always sending us like cat memes. <laughs> There's always some kind of heat that comes with these things. Yeah, I get it. Corpos don't like me. Blah blah. blah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Probably tuning out during the whole, yeah, but Izzy is gunning for you. Remember Izzy? You're like, oh, whatever, you know. <laughs> blah, blah, um, blah, imminent death, blah, blah, blah. Like corporate enemy, whatever. Um, so why don't you roll your, your solo hustle? All right. Six. All right. Basic enforcer or hitman work for a local corp. Um. So do you want to um, branch out beyond the um, the Sixth Street gang, or do you want to continue just continuing to do side gigs for them? Or, you know, I mean, I think doing uh, work for the church too, like basic enforcer or hitman work for a local corp, I could see like, hey, we need to send brother so-and-so to go talk to somebody. You mind going with them? Like, I think yeah. that would, that yeah, would count. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. We're trying to do like a little offshoot, like same kind of counseling, but at a specific location. Right. Just need somebody to make sure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. 
All right, so you're ranked five, so that's 200 EBs from your side hustle. Yeah, I'm actually uh, not doing too bad in the cash department right now. So as you leave work for the night, um, I think so you uh, you can make um, uh, this is where I need my big list of skills. Where did I put my big list of skills? While you're looking that up, uh, Josh, don't (laughs) forget, we're three weeks into this downtime. At the end of week four, you have to pay for your housing and your food again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm always so right now with that 200. I'm at 1100 right now. So I've actually got enough for my 500 EB cube and my 300 prepack for next month too. I'm good. Right. But it's it. I think yeah. The I think the point with downtime is like you can subsist on downtime, but you're not really making any money. Oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah. It's literally <laughs> cube. <laughs> Work, cube, work, cube, work. Yep. <laughs> no side entertainment at all. I'm entertained by my cat. That is about it. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, I'm saving up money for the next gun show. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like for me, if I'm considering where I'm going to live and what I'm going to eat at a cube motel in Kibble, I have 150 left over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh so Josh make a make a perception check. All right. As you're as you're making your way back to the cube. Uh 13. Okay. Oh um you appear to have drawn some attention. There's these three lowlifes who are shadowing you as you're you're heading back to your cube and <laughs> You're pretty much zoned out a lot of the time, but like they stumble into a garbage can and, you know, kind of step up right. And you can tell like they're paying an overdue interest in you. Like they are purposely shadowing you. And you can tell like they're not just like your regular schmoes, right? Like they've got bulges in places where one might hide weapons and such. I thought that was regular schmo in Night City. Well, pro- yeah, but I mean more so than <laughs> they're a little, little bit more uh, heavily armed than your your average schmo. All right, and, and so I think this because this is downtime. I think you know we can will because we're, we'll transition into actual play soon. But like you know, I think you've noticed that, and mm-hmm. so clearly people are starting to like the, the previous weeks. People may have been watching you or on the lookout for you, but you hadn't actually, it hadn't broken into your bubble. It is now like these people have broken into your bubble (laughs) and they don't take any action just yet, but like they're there. Yeah. I would probably lose them before you get back. The what? I said, you might be able to lose them before you get back to your cube hotel. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. If at worst case, I'll just take a, take a loop into like a local bar to get more public around me and try to lose myself in the crowd. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, I think, and again, I think at any time we can choose to just like break out of downtime and say like, okay, things are, are getting more intense, right? We don't actually have to, to like do another week of, of downtime, um, yeah. but you're feeling like you've been noticed. So you lose them in the bar, um, but, but clearly attention is, is ratcheting up. Yeah. And I guess at that point, once it starts invading my bubble, that's probably when I'll start giving the rest of the team a call and saying, hey, I've noticed some people watching us 
or at least watching me. Keep a keep an eye out for people watching you. This might be something we have to deal with. All right, so we're heading into so it's been a grand total of so we had like our initial week when you guys were after the job, right? And then we started actual downtime at the beginning of this session. And so at the beginning of that, so at the beginning of week one, I think is when you would have paid all of your stuff. So you're currently at the end of week two of yep. like the new economy type thing. You were talking about a third week of downtime, but things are starting to kind of come to a head. Um, at this point, um, APT also gets uh, a contact from her fixer. Like the dude, dude. Yep. <laughs> um, priest reaches out to you with a, you know, basically. So is, is, is priest, do we have a gender for priest or? Uh, priest is male. Okay. Um, uh, Bastion Leclerc. Okay. I think I knew that. Um, so priest uh, reaches out and says, you know, you've been, you know, you up for a job? Always up for a job. Crew didn't do too bad, although it seemed to be drawing a little heat. Um, the, uh, yeah. That's okay. You might be interested in uh, the, the the place where this job would take you. Might fit your current circumstances just fine. There's a uh, an individual who is interested in having you um, infiltrate the ruined uh, Asgard Aeronautics Research Facility in Old Corp Center and reboot a server located in its rad shielded basement. So this server has apparently gone been offline since Arasaka Tower was nuked. Someone's looking to have it come back on. Dangerous. They're willing to offer you 5,000 EBs up front and another 3,000 when the job is completed. That's barely going to cover our expenses. Well, you know, I, I could go back to them. Look, tell them we'll do it for eight. Eight up front? Half up front, half on completion. Let's well, they're already was, offering you eight. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> they were offering you 5,000 up front. I'm sorry. Five up, I thought it was five total. No, no. It's yeah. going to be 3,000 on completion and then 5,000 up front. Well, um, let's do, let's do 5,000 and 5,000 and we'll do the job. That'll, that'll set us up in kibble for a little while. Okay. Um, She's like, you know, or he says, priest says, I'll give you the data drop, the usual place. Um, there will be some, uh, I can give you the direct locations, but, you know, stuff is a mess after the, the nukes went off and after the wars. So you're probably going to have to do some background to actually, like, we don't have, like, mm -hmm. plans or anything for you. I can just tell you approximately where the server room, I can tell you where the server room was. <laughs> That's worth something. We can at least get a casual layout I'm, I'm sure it's all a mess now we'll yeah i mean there's all the old 2020 maps where you know they'll show you the the, the corporate headquarters and you know that stuff mm -hmm. even even stuff like public domain records from that would might be difficult to get after the war and things getting nuked so how far into the corpse center is this uh are we, are we are we talking like next door to arasaka tower or um probably a couple blocks away all right okay might so want to take your rad medicine. Rad, rad <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe some tinfoil into hats. All right. Take that iodine. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, let me just talk to everybody and you get the you get the price increase and I will get the team. Okay. 
The priest just nods and cuts the connection. So go yep. back to the crew. Yep, go back and tell them, anybody want to go reboot in a radioactive server? <laughs> I could do an urban exploration angle. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Cor- it's, uh, Asgard Industries. It's down the street from Saka Tower. We'd have to go in, go into the red-shielded basement, turn it off and turn it on again. And for that, Bob's they will gonna pay start. us 10 grand to be divided between us, half up front and half at the end. Well, I'm trying to get 10 grand. They wanted eight. We're trying to push them to 10 because we have notoriety now. But, um, you know, we'll see what they, we'll see 10 what they grand. do. But so that's not, that's not each, right? Yeah. No, that's not each. Mm. That's 2,500 <laughs> each. It's nothing to... Yeah, I mean, but right that's now. that's that's a couple months of kibble. Uh, yeah, so Bob's going to write down that he's he's thinking of an angle for like urban exploration, the the history of uh, what was the place again? Uh, Asgard Industries. Asgard Industries. Yeah, like looking up what Asgard Industries was, mm-hmm. um, what they did before. Um, yep. You know some. Maybe a mysterious, like what what could be on that server uh, mm-hmm. angle of things. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's what he's going to start to do before we go on the run uh, to kind of give us some more information as we go yeah. in there. So, you gotcha. know, so. if you if you're all up for it, just think about what what prep we need to do and uh, get some iodine tablets. Get um, <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe put on your your lead underwear. <laughs> so, um, are you thinking you're going to do another week of downtime, or are you going to like the job does not have a specific timeline? Like the server's been sitting there. I for think a while. we do another week of downtime, <laughs> and then we start the prep. Um, okay, probably going to be research time yeah. at the very least. Where's yeah, so it going to be? Um, uh, on right this map? Now, you know where the bomb went it's- off. You know, it's going to be rock. somewhere. Oh, why is my map moving? Oh, it's in that gray area. Okay. It's it somewhere in the gray area. Yeah, where it says Old Corp Center. You yep. know. Okay. Right about there. Well, I'm <laughs> right, going to need yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah. Start making your lists. I know I want to do some research on the blueprints and figure out. Fixer's going to set us up with a few things, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough. Never is. Right. So from a meta perspective for the game, I think any discover. I have to write the adventure. Right. (laughs) So I think any like hardcore discovery and what have you, um, I think we'll do that as part of our next adventure. And then we'll just wrap up the particular downtime. Um, I think one thing for the for for Josh's downtime in particular is uh, which may be the thing that we set up for our next session is what he's going to do about the people who are tailing him. Yep. <laughs> you know, if, if you're going to try and like force that to a head, that would be helpful. To oh, know. that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> if I keep saying I'm tailing. <laughs> All right. So, um, so why don't we do, so Atlas, why don't you roll your downtime again, since we're doing more downtime. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, four. Okay. Huh. I was hired as a muscle. Hired his muscle to a fixer, corp, or gay. Yeah, so you know, Sixth Street invites you along on uh, 
a law enforcement uh, mission where they just need a couple of extra people to look tough and, you know, make sure that a rival gang uh, does, stays out of North Haywood. Yep. Makes sense. Bring my assault rifle and everything like that. So I'm all <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> well, uh, and yeah, I guess that's uh, nice because I'll try to make as many contacts with the them as I can and kind of uh, I guess become part of the well if if another gang is trying if another gang is who's actually trying to tail me at least I have my own kind of backup type of thing yes exactly so um, yeah so I'm going to come up with a couple of just like guys you know in yeah. Sixth Street, um, they're actually in uh, total product placement. But uh, you know, I bought this. Uh, Danger girl, D- Danger gal dossier has uh, the Sixth Street gang uh, stat blocks. So oh, nice, yeah, pretty cool. It's actually, I'm, look, I'm, I'm. I told David at Gen Con I was only buying stuff I was going to use, <laughs> and I'm, I did not. I was kind not of that picking. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually used it, David. <laughs> I figured you used that one. Uh, you know, have you used the uh, the Star Trek Captain's Log yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it looks nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so uh, APT. You want mm-hmm. to do a hustle? Yeah, roll? we're gonna do a we're gonna do a net runner this time. I think. Okay. I mean, unless Omen needs me, but I don't know that I do anything to help her really. Um, where did my dice go? There they are. All right, cool. Um, a five. All right, brought down a major system with ransomware and got paid to uninstall it. Yeah. <laughs> that is <Nice>. so APT. <laughs> I really want it to be like Stormhold or something, but yeah. Um, insult to injury. Oh, I think that could totally be it, right? Like they're, yeah. they're uh, the, the local franchise, you know, because they have like people-driven vehicles as well, right? So you, you got into like the franchise node and mm-hmm. um you know the dispatching software and now it just like i don't know why it won't work it must be the firewall all righty cool cool that's that's awesome all right uh omen let's see how you do all right i'm gonna flub this time i think but let's give it a shot I did not flub. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. So once again, like the hometown, well, I can't, you're not exactly the hometown girl made good. You're more like the, the mysterious (laughs) nomad outsider made good. (laughs) So uh, racer X racer X. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So roll another Roll another D6 so we can see uh, how your your flare. Two. Two. Underdog again. So I think I think part of like your mystique is they just you know, you know the kind of the, the, the grungy nomad who 
people just think like, and I think you're playing to the crowd. I think at this point you're just playing to the crowd, right? Like you could win at any time, like flash in the Incredibles, right? Like don't go too fast. Don't go too fast. And then no, no, don't lose. You want to make it look good. Right. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you doing that? Or is it actually like she's, uh, you know, not kind of engaged, kind of drifting through her memories of the bad things that have happened and all of a sudden it's like wakes up and has to win the race? Or is it you're playing? I, I like that approach, actually. I, I do like that approach of, uh, you know, letting people all just go in front of her and she's not dressed in very sponsored gear. Um, and because... She's got a bounty on her. She's wearing a face mask. And so she looks like a nobody. And then all of a sudden, she just takes it over. So she's purposely hanging back and then taking over. Is where... Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I think uh, I think for the next time, um, it would be great for you to, so especially since you've got the mask, right? So, which is classic sort of racing cyberpunk racer X, like David was saying, kind of makes me, I, I hear the Speed Racer movie is bonkers, but actually fun. I've, I've never actually watched it. And people <laughs> are just talking about it being very cyberpunk as well, because um, it's eye candy, but there's this whole like corporate racing thing going on. Um, mm -hmm. Very zany from what I understand. Um, <laughs> but in any case, I think it would be cool to find out what this APT persona, uh, it's not APT, what this Omen persona is, right? Like, especially if there's the dramatic reveal at the championships. <laughs> 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 or just like the legend of someone. It's like in uh, Death Race, <laughs> right? Like, was it um, Tomb? Oh, what was, the, what was the, the guy who has the... The lead racer in in death race. I watched all the death races, but I was studying for an exam. Oh, um, I did it, so it wasn't Tomb Crusher. It was like no, it was Frankenstein something. Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah. It, I like, think it was just Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. He had the grenade yeah, the, embedded in the hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm envisioning like that's the kind of like who is Frankenstein, right? Like <laughs> anyway, who is this mysterious racer woman? All right, and so on my little chart, that means you get 300 and um, 50. So you get 350. I need to watch that again because it was great. Death race? Oh, yeah. I, Aaron and I, uh, we were going for our sailing certification and happened to be the hotel. Uh, there wasn't anything good really on until we discovered that uh, the newer death race, they, they rebooted the thing as kind of like a series. And there are three or four different death race movies now. Um, <laughs> basically based in like a, a city that has been turned into a prison, kind of like escape from New York. Um, and the corp is doing these races to, uh, uh, a la kind of r the running man movie. Uh, but it's but it's it's much more like uh, it, they're just racing around the prison um, and they actually have things like power ups. The the cars have guns on them, but you have to basically run over a certain power up in the road to activate the guns um, hmm. and things like that on in one of the in one of the movies. It it was zany B movie fun. Yeah, so I'm, I'm <laughs> envisioning something. 
Yeah. He's in one of them. Yeah. yeah, I think he's in the first one. Or maybe, I don't remember. Anyway, the, the first movie then came out, and then there was the second movie was actually a prequel to the first movie that shows how Frankenstein yep. came to be. So in any case, uh, I can <laughs> yep. ima- I can envision as um, as the Rocket Blade tournament, like, builds. Like, the final tournament has got to have some of that stuff in the stadium, right? Like, it's going to be like a monster truck rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's going to be power-ups that you're going to choose. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm torn between being able to actually play that as a fun game and stream and <laughs> completely bogged down in random rules or, like, <laughs> rules minutia. But I think there's I think there's a way forward there just to make it really narrative and the rules are just kind of informing, just, like, how stuff goes. But uh, Another option would be to have us have to do a run in the middle of a race. Oh, Oh yeah. So I, I also like, that was the other thought that David and I had had is like either originally it was like, well, we'll have this, the tournament going off and then there's a run that's happening. So you guys play the characters who were in the race as well. And then also what was happening during the race, like leverage style. Right. But it might just be that the crew is just doing the same thing, right? Like you guys have a reason to be there because you have a racer in the race. So it could be an epic conclusion to this season. But we'll see. So, Angry Bob, you want to do some downtime? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, let's go ahead and roll this. Uh, I have a, a six, not not a mar- not a marvel, but an actual six. Okay, uh, wrote an expose that blew the lid off a major topic. I think he uncovered some corruption in in the rocket blade uh racing and you know like he's been in the pits he's been doing a whole bunch of other stuff and and found out that there was some some like pay to play sort of thing going on and some of the races were rigged and he blew the lid off of it nice oh did you take out my number two for it (laughs) <laughs> oh no! I think I think number two is still around, <laughs> but maybe number two is implicated, but not like you know, sort of <clears throat> implicated, but not convicted. We're gonna have fun making up number two. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think it's uh, it, given that it's a uh, it's it's major, but it's not like uh, it wasn't the sponsors of the Rocket Blade thing. It was like a couple of different. Uh, teams or whatever that was that were in there um, you know so it's not going to shut the whole rocket blade thing down but right. it's, yeah. it's definitely a dark mark on on rocket blade right so, so a couple of people get disqualified placement gets moved up like lower place people get moved up the races go on but maybe a little ire gets introduced into the rock that what had been the good wholesome fun of rocket blade the one <laughs> game that can pull the whole city together again you know and yep. then, of course, there's going to be the defenders who don't believe that, like, the teams actually were disqualified because they didn't actually do anything wrong. And that's totally legal. And what are you talking about? We're making the rules up as we go along. It's great. You yeah. found out the Russian yeah. team was doping. Yeah, that was totally that was totally a, a legit tactic and a legit thing for them to do when it wasn't corporate sponsored. So they should still be allowed to do it while right. it's corporate sponsored. <laughs> you know, when we did it in the trenches, you know, when we were it was back doing stickball, you know, there was a stickball supplement for – as DLC for Cyberpunk Red as well. Really? Nice. Yes. With actual rules. There's also. Yeah. <laughs> and Ken and I have also talked about Elf Lines Online. 
which is the yeah. MMO inside of Cyberpunk Red. <laughs> David and I have a funny story about that when we're done with this session. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So I think that's where we're going to we're going to lead it. We've done downtime. I think I liked it. Uh, I think downtime does provide. So I mean, it takes a little time to get through it. So we basically dedicated a session to doing downtime. But I think we were able to develop some fun backstory <laughs> with downtime. So Probably um, build out the personality a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you all next time. Um, David, I do not actually have the outro in front of me. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you want to check us out, best place right now is on Mastodon at Lair of Secrets at Dice.camp. Uh, some of our links are in our profile. If you need to find anything else, just chat at us and uh, we'll, we are very responsive over there. See you again soon.